way or it's black and white Cause when the jungle come alive, who they we ignite in us? Cincinnati, we gon' rise in us In the jungle, we unite in us Drippin' orange and black and white Who they when we fight, live and die in these stripes Wake up a feast, every end day is a feast Time to bust it off the leash In the jungle, drippin' heat Tigers strike the city streets Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopol. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot Joey Burrow and the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,707 subscribers. Sorry, I'm discombobulated right now. Anyway, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching me on Facebook or YouTube, or excuse me, or Twitter, and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you want to make sure your comment gets read or just want to support what I'm doing, give me a super chat or Super sticker, super thanks, or whatever else I got there. I greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Uh, check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. What's up to everybody in this chat crew? Stranger, what's going on? Hoss, I see you. Charlie, what's up? Longhorn, what's up, man? One Nation, I see you. And my boy, Augie. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the show. Let's get this thing started. Uh, I had an interesting thing that uh, Keyshawn Johnson had to say. 
uh, about Cincinnati Bengals. And of course, he's a hater. We know he's a hater, and he's just doing that to get clickbaits. But it worked. And when you say something dumb, I got to call you out. So to back me up, I brought my boy, Blake Jewel on. Let's get to Blake. Blake, what's going on, brother? Uh, not much. What's going on with you? Oh, nothing. Just chilling, you know, getting ready for a Bengals season. I actually went down to practice today and stood in the rain, and they weren't coming outside. So, <laughs> so yeah. I kind of wasted the trip there because everybody's like, well, how do you know when they're out there? I'm like, I don't always know. Sometimes I go and I just look like an idiot standing there waiting for them to walk out, and they don't come out. So, anyway, <laughs> what's going on with you, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Just got home. Been doing a little... Started up a YouTube channel of my own, so I heard uh, to get you on there sometime. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, you had uh, uh, Mike Hilton on your podcast not that long ago. That was a, that was a good get. Yeah, he was pretty pretty great to talk to. It was one of the cooler interviews I've had. Uh, you know, pretty, or just a really nice guy. Uh, we had some technical issues, and he was just working hard on his end too to be able to do it. So he wanted to make sure everything was good. And I uh, will be doing it again in the future, too. So hopefully by that time, I'll have the YouTube channel going. I can do something like this with him where it's, you know, camera, not just audio. Right. So, so we talked about it. We'll be doing it again. So next time, hopefully it'll be you know, a little better quality. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm keep trying to get him on my show, too. He's got my <laughs> he's got my card and everything. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But, hey, I, I think it's awesome that the Bengal players – are getting on local podcasts because I know uh Cincinnati they had Eli Apple on, you've had Mike Hilton on, I had uh well yes I had Darren Simmons on and before I had uh Delante Smith or Deontay Smith I keep saying Delante Deontay Smith. So I mean they're they're starting to reach out and get on different uh local podcasts. I think that's great. Yeah I'm not gonna say who yet because we haven't recorded it but I got another one coming up with a Bengals player and the only hint gonna get is defensive back. So Ooh. Uh, once we get that one figured out, I was planning on doing it last week. I uh, had something come up. I couldn't get it done the day we planned, but I told him we'll be back in touch this week and hopefully try to get something figured out. So hopefully soon I'll have the interview. Like I said, the only hit I can give out right now is defensive back. Ooh, that sounds good. I can't wait for that one. I, like I said, I, dude, I've had, I see, I, I'm working on Ted Karras. I'm working on Eli. I'm working on Mike Hilton. I'm working on Hayden Hurst. All these guys got my cards. They all said they come on. I'm working on, yeah, I don't know if that's going (laughs) to Now, I'll put it this way. I actually talked to Joe this week at practice. I said, hey, you know, if you're bored again, you want to jump on a podcast? You know, I got mine. I have my card right there. And he's smiling. He goes, you got a podcast? I said, yeah. I said, you want to come on sometime? You know, hey. He goes, "Uh, no, I'm good. Like, "Ah, I was that close. Like, I was that (laughs) close. Like, man. Anyway, let's get into this this thing that Keyshawn Johnson said, I guess, earlier today or whatever. Keyshawn. I hate to give him any props, but it's kind of a slow, uh, slow day with the Bengals. But it's interesting. It goes to the narrative of, you know, people are saying last year was a fluke and we're going to prove him wrong. But anyway, Keyshawn, like I said, he's a big talking head. Let's just just check out this clip. What he what he uh, what he had to say. There was probably about four to five games throughout the regular season could have swung either way for them and it swung on their side. Then you get into the playoffs. That Oakland Raider, a Las Vegas Raider playoff game could have very easily gone their way. And, and, and people say, well, how could you say that? They went to the AFC Championship, they beat Kansas City. Oh, my God, they took care of business, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but every now and then you get on a little magical ride and you become the Cinderella story 
and everybody likes Joe Burrow because he wore a chain and he, he's got some swag to him. And we put a lot of yeast on that sort of stuff. Mm. But let's be honest. Let's see now where these defensive coordinators across the league, they have a different book on you now. Mm -hmm. You have more film out there. They've had all offseason. You know those older statement defensive coordinators with a little bit of dandruff on their shoulders with the gray hair that's been around for a while? They're studying from January to the whenever they play them about the Cincinnati Bengals. That's just. I'm sorry. That is a just complete. Just he's not paying attention to what actually happened. We went to Tennessee, who is the number one seed, beat them. We went to Kansas City and beat them. And that was not even with their offense as good as it's going to be this year. I know what he's saying. You know, oh, they got books on you, blah, blah, blah. Dude, we're even better than we were last year. I'm like, this is the same crap. They, they didn't give us a shot last year, Blake. Now, now he's like, oh, it's a, it's a fluke. It's not a fluke when you go into their houses and beat them. It's not a fluke. Well, uh, the two things I'll say about that is, well, he's just saying things that can be true for every single team in the NFL, 32 teams. He's saying, you know, they have games that can swing either way. The Detroit Lions had games that can swing either way. Every team, that's what the NFL is. That's why you play the games. It's not, you know, he's saying that, oh, they had some games swing their way. Every single team that has won a Super Bowl in history has had games during the season that could have gone either way. Every single one of them. You can look down. You can go, like, playoff games, even the Super Bowl, any of it. You can look down and you'll find every single team where there's games where, you know, maybe they did get lucky. Maybe it was a close game. It could have flipped. That's just that's what football is. And then the other thing he's saying is, oh, they had – now they have film on them. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs went to the AFC Championship last year. How many years have they had film on Patrick Mahomes? It's been happening for years, and they still can't stop it. So, I just – I don't really understand – you know, he's saying these things, but they just don't make any sense. They apply to every single team. And the, the Chiefs, are, for example, are a team that have proven that all that you think these teams don't have film on Patrick Mahomes. He's been the best quarterback in the league for years. They have film on him, and it hasn't done anything. I mean, it did for the Bengals, but it's like the, all this all this stuff is just, you know, it's just it doesn't really add up. Well, just, just like Stranger says right here, he said, he said, what did KC do? We, we swept them. It's not a fluke. I mean, so Kansas City played us in Cincinnati. We beat them. So they had film on us, like film that they actually saw live, and then went to Kansas City, and we still beat them. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, they got film. Okay, you're right. And you're not you're exactly right. They're not saying anything. Dude, of course everybody's got film, dummy. That's what they're <laughs> – I mean, I was literally well, talking to Darren Simmons yesterday in his office. What's he doing? Film study. <laughs> so, and they're like, well, oh, yeah, that's a good point. A, Get fluke, out of here. a fluke is not Joe Burrow, who's a top five quarterback, going into Arrowhead and beating another top five quarterback, being down 21 to three. If you want to look at a fluke, look when Mike White had the best game of his life and beat the Bengals yes. for the Jets. That is a that's fluke. a fluke. Yes. That right. is what you call a fluke. You don't call two good teams that are going to have two elite quarterbacks and they're playing. And one team gets down twenty-one to three and comes back. That's not a fluke. That's fluky games are when one team is much better than the other, and something crazy happens, like a Mike White comes out of nowhere and plays out of his mind. That is what a fluke is. It's not two great teams. You can't just call it a fluke. You you could say, oh, it was a fluke that the Chiefs. I think it's more of a fluke that the Chiefs beat the Bills because of a coin flip than right. what happened for the Bengals. 
Right. I mean, I'd say, like I said, a fluke is a ball bounces a certain way. Or you get a call. And, he, and it, the dumb thing, he brings up the stupid freaking whistle in the Raiders game. Nobody heard. I think in the, in the, in the stadium, you were there too, weren't you? You're at the playoff game. I was there. We didn't hear a whistle. Joe, I mean, I thought they were replaying if Joe was out of bounds. Nobody heard a freaking whistle. It had nothing to do with the play whatsoever. It, it, it made no difference of, of the whistle. I mean, that's what he's, he's throwing out there. Cause that like, it's it, the the stuff you're saying it is so minuscule. It's not even relevant well, to I, what I happened. Can't really, I can't really recall exact. It's been a while. I was there. Uh, people always bring up the whistle when going against the Bengals, but there was a lot going against against the Bengals that game. Uh, I mm-hmm. think what was the, the substitution? Or they were giving them timeouts. Yes. I think is what it was. They were giving them. T- uh, they yeah. let them have a timeout after the Bengals already had like a thirty yard play. They ended up yeah. give, can't, calling that off and saying the Raiders called a timeout. And that, that happened like twice. I remember Hendrickson got a sack that got called yeah. back because of the timeout. I, I remember now you're saying I remember because I'll get you got the, the the anger is coming back to me when you're saying that. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. I'm like, yes, because like we're not getting anything. So they don't ever talk about th- those plays or anything, but the but the one is a freaking whistle where sorry. Jackpot made a play, TB made a play, and we beat your ass. <laughs> you know, that's that's yeah. all it is. It's, and that's the thing. It's kind of like what Darren Simmons said. I'm going to show you yesterday. He goes, he goes, in those games, in the Tennessee game, in the Raiders game, the Bengals made every play. They made the plays. You know, it's not they were given the plays. It's not that, oh, a fluky ball bounced off somebody's helmet and went in the hands of a Bengal. No, they beat them. They made the plays. Eli Apple made the play. In the second or the first half in Kansas City to stop Tyreek Hill. If he doesn't make that play and they go up well, three touchdowns on us, that's a totally different game in that second half. Yeah, I, and I've never, I mean, I, obviously I watch and went to most every game, and mm-hmm. I don't really, there's not a single moment I'm going to point out that, oh, the Bengals got lucky here. They shouldn't have won this game. They got luck. The whole, there's only one moment in the whole season that I can say, okay, the Bengals got lucky, and it was week one, Dalvin Cook with the fumble. I was in the stadium. I thought he was down and that the game was over. That is the only moment where I'm like, okay, the Bengals got lucky there. Other than that, none of that was a fluke. That, no. That's the only moment in my head that comes to mind where I'm like, okay, the Bengals got one. And it was week one. So Yeah, that was the very first week, yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is, you say say we we got in the uh, Green Bay game that we we uh, we lost. I mean, okay, we got lucky. He missed five field goals. Well, we didn't win the game. I mean, we shooter missed two. Which, dude, I I still think that one went through. But anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah, that, now. That's the other thing you said talking about how the games can be switched the other way. The Packers game could have went the other way too. It's like stuff like that. It's like the Bengals had games that could have gone their way and didn't. I think if you know. Love Joe Mixon to death, but I think if he doesn't fumble in that Chargers game, the Bengals win that one as well. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it goes both ways. Saying. Right. Exactly. It goes both ways. And I, that's where, I mean, and I hate giving Keyshawn any credit because I can't stand him at all. I can't stand most guys on ESPN because they're all just windbags and they just just say dumb crap like this to irritate everybody. But it, it worked. They got me to talk about it. And I, and I hope nobody else watches them because I don't watch them. I just found this on, actually, give a shout out to James Rapine. He's the one that, uh, brought it up first um but i just this is what irritates me about the national media and this is what irritated me last year is they don't do any homework i mean they just just say stuff and 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 they have no bearing or basis upon what they're saying you know what we just 
defunct everything Keyshawn Johnson said. He can come on here and we can do this live with him. And I get, we can debate it with him that you don't know what you're talking about. You know, and it's and he has a national media job. I'm like, I just wish these guys would actually do their homework and talk crap. At least have facts behind what you're talking about. Yeah, and I think there's other, you know, ways that you can I don't know why you'd want to go out of your way to kind of bring down the Bengals, but there's better ways to go about it than that for sure. I mean, and I'd also like to hear somebody on Twitter say why they think the Bengals will regress without bringing up injuries. I don't think injuries are like, how can you count on that? And there's people saying the Bengals are going to regress because they were healthy last year. Who's to say they won't be again this year. And it's like, yeah, I don't know about, I mean, I know of some ways of where you can kind of argue it and whatever, but it's like, the, the things people are saying just don't make any sense. And it's like, you can't bank on injuries for a team to regress. You can't say these games flip-flop when that happens. And, but, and if it's not a blow-up, that can get, literally any game in the NFL can go either way. So it's like, I I think they just need a little more. I, I, the good thing is, is it's that hard to go after the Bengals because they can't find anything real. Right, exactly. And, and the thing is, is I saw, I heard, listen to, uh, I think it was Locked on Bengals. And they had a guy on there for PFF talk about how how the Bengals uh, last year and and they're right didn't have a perfect you know uh, roster. Blake, right now they got they damn near have a perfect roster. I mean there isn't. I mean we're talking a backup three tech. You know we're worried about the secondary. I think we 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 took care of that in, in the draft. We're worried about a fourth wide receiver, pump returner, kick returner. That's really it. I mean Bengals right now. If they if they stay healthy, which they, that is a real thing to have to stay healthy, we got one of the most talented uh, rosters in the league. I, I'll take it against anybody's. Well, Jamar Chase was one of the best receivers in the league last year. Joe Burrow, I think, was an MVP candidate. Uh, Mixon was awesome. T. Higgins was awesome. All of that, and even Tyler Boyd, who didn't hit a thousand. I mean, he had a great season, but people don't talk about it because he didn't hit a thousand. The Bengals' weapons went off last year. Joe Burrow went off last year. Now, their literally only, their only issue last year was um, they had two issues. The f- number one issue was the sacks. Right. Joe Burrow got sacked seventy times. Mm-hmm. They went off despite of that. So now that that's much better, now what do you think is going to happen? And the second issue I think was play calling. Now that the Bengals have a better offensive line. I think it opens up the playbook more, allows for, you know, you don't have to be careful as much with the play calling. You can, you can look at what right. yes. you can look at what your players can do. And because you don't have to worry about Joe Burrow running for his life, you can call out whatever you think is best for that situation. I think, you know, at times I was hard on Zach Taylor last year about play calling. And I, I, I mean, I do think I was right at times about it. I think that sometimes it was frustrating and, you know, decision-making wasn't great. But at the same time, I do understand of his situation where, you know, you can't you can't just call something that you think will work. You, you have to take everything into account. And, you know, really the only points, there's two times I can think of in the season where play calling was a huge problem. And I don't think the offensive line had any effect. And I think it was when the ball was out of Burroughs' hands against the 49ers in overtime. Mm-hmm. I think it was when the Bengals ran the ball with P. Ryan, right at Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl. But other than that, there have, there's nothing really you can point to and you can be like, that is horrible play calling without being like, okay, well, he's probably taking the offensive line into consideration here. So I think yeah. that once, 
now that they have a better offensive line, I think you're going to see better play calling from Zach Taylor. I, I could agree with you more. That's what I've been saying. And I'm always on here defending Zach a lot and against the play calling stuff. And that's what I kept saying a lot last year is, Zach, what you said, Mike, he had last year, he had the coach around, first of all, Joe Burrow's knee. He didn't know what, how Joe's knee would react, you know, how he could move in the pocket or what he could do, really, until he got really, till the bullets started flying. And he had an offensive line where, Thought it was gonna be. They thought it'd be a little better than it was, and it wasn't. I mean, he they say they literally. I, I know Zach has come out and said this, but I can guarantee you they did not have a play for a seven-step drop. They couldn't do it last year. It just wasn't there. They didn't have they, that part of the playbook. They took out. So I mean, he could take a seven-step drop. He could take a six-step drop. You know, there's so much things that could open up. So everybody who's complained about uh, Zach Taylor's play call, we're really gonna be able to find out. Is Zach Taylor a good play, a play caller? I mean, for real. I mean, because there's going to be no reason for him to to coach around anything right now. Let's, let's, like I said, unless we get injured, hopefully like Kappa's injured right now, but he should be fine. But that, that's the thing that is, I think, is more exciting to me is not only to see – there's three things. Not only to see Joe Burrow not get, you know, killed 70 times. See Joe Mixon be able to run behind the best offensive line he's ever ran behind in the NFL. See Zach Taylor be able to play call be, behind – the best weapons and the best line he's had since he's been the Bengals head coach. I'm really excited about that. And that, those are the things that we didn't get last year. And we still want the Super Bowl. And, and like Darren Simmons said yesterday on my show, it's not going to be easy. I'm not, and I'm not on here saying, oh, we're going to blow everybody out or anything, which I didn't think we were going to do that last year. I did pick us 11 6 last year. I got a little lucky on stuff. But the thing is, it's hard. No matter what team you are, it's hard to win in the NFL. But if you got that quarterback and you got that offensive line, you get the weapons that we have, we have an advantage that everybody else doesn't have. So I'm very excited to see how that looks. Because he said the offense went off last year, but it didn't go off consistently. Like if you really look at the playoffs, they really didn't go off. I mean, the playoffs was the defense. That's what got us to the Super Bowl was our defense. I mean, the offense made enough plays, but they didn't really go off in in the playoffs. If they had actually gone off, I think we would have won won the Super Bowl. This year, I think they can consistently go off because of that offensive line. Yeah, and I think the if I were to be arguing, you know, towards Bengals' regression, which I'm not because, you know, they fixed their biggest weakness. But if I were, the thing I would be pointing at is their pass rushing. Uh, I think that, you know, if if something were to happen where Trey Hendrickson were to miss time, I think that's crippling for their pass rushing. Uh, but you know, but if I were to argue back against that, uh, we don't know what Joseph Osai is yet. I think I'm excited to see him. Uh, yeah. I think he's going to be incredible. Um, and they got a lot of young guys in there. Uh, BJ Hill, who they just signed back, I think he's going to be good. I think they have a decent pass rush. Um, I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more. I think Zachary Carter is going to be pretty mm-hmm. decent. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think you know. They have good defensive backs. They have good linebackers. The pass rushes, and they can stop the run. Obviously, DJ Reader is incredible. But yes, I think pass rush is the only thing on the defense where I'm a little iffy about. But you know, we know Trey. We know what Trey Hendrickson is. He's very good. And if he's going to stay mm-hmm. on the field this year, you're going to get a little bit of production out of Sam Hubbard. Hopefully, a size as good as I think he can be. Uh, I think Cam Stample takes the leap this year. I think he. Now, you know, I, don't I think have a question I, for you, Blake. I got a question for you about Cam Sample. Do you see Cam 
uh, jumping inside a little bit more this year than, than he did last year because Osai is going to be there and because they need somebody else on the inside? Uh, I think he'll move into five tech a little bit or uh, okay. just kind of, you know, bounce around in there and just kind of, mm-hmm. I think, I don't really think we'll ever see him at three tech. I don't think uh, okay. it depends really on injuries. I think, you know, if it depends what happens, I think they'd rather have Zachary Carter playing in there. Uh, right, but I do right, think Cam right. Sample, Cam Sample is going to play. He's going to move around. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I don't know where I'm really getting this from. I don't. I don't think we're going to see like a big sack year out of him. I'm feeling just. I think he's going to be pressured. I think he's going to put a lot of pressures up. I don't. I don't Come know about, how you're talking about Osai. Cam Sample. Oh, Cam Sample. Sorry, sorry. Okay, Cam Sample. Gotcha. I I don't think Sample's going to have many sacks, but I think he's going to get a lot of pressures. I think he's going to open it up for other guys on the defensive line. I think it's just kind of. Uh, you know, I think he's gonna have you know consistently good PFF grades, pressures. I just think he's gonna have a really good year. And you know, you talked about his side. I think that the good thing is, or the bad thing is, you don't have a lot of proven guys that you can rotate in there. But you have a lot of guys with potential that you can rotate in there. Guys like Osai, Sample, Kareem, mm-hmm. Carter. These guys, you know, they're not proven, so we don't know exactly what we're gonna get. But right. you know, they could have a breakout season. You can have, you know three or four guys coming off the edge that are playing really good football. Right. And what's exciting about that is that's what we had when uh, Mike Zimmer was a defense coordinator. We had that rotation of guys coming in off the bench, coming off the edge. And that's what we, I was hoping we were hoping to have last year, but it didn't work out as good because Osai got hurt. But now we got Osai, we got Sample, we got uh, Henderson and Hubbard and, and, and Carter's going to be on the inside, but still we got lots of guys that they could rotate. And one thing I, I and I told DJ, Reader that that this week at practice that we on NFL Network they had uh, the Tennessee uh, playoff game again, and I rewatched it and I forgot how dominating DJ Reader was in that game. He shut down Henry. I mean DJ Reader was in Henry's shorts, dude. I mean that was that was the most dominating performance I've seen of DJ all, all year. So I mean if you, we can get that on a consistent, which we get it on a consistent basis, but I mean if we if we you got that along with the the stuff we got coming from the outside, our defense. I think it's going to be even better. And I think Eli Apple, I know people are down on him. I heard they're, they're calling burnt or what do they call him? Bad Apple or applesauce. What are they calling him? I really think Eli Apple is going to even improve even more this year than he did last year. I just have a feeling that he is, he's really comfortable where he is and he's just going to make a leap. You know, he's fine. I think he finally found himself a home because I heard him on uh once an eye podcast where, he basically says, I wasn't going anywhere. I want to come back to Cincinnati. That's why he's taking another one-year deal. And to me, that is – that help. I think that's going to help him out in his confidence and in, 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 in his technique and everything. If you're comfortable where you're at and you like the guys you're playing with and you like the the, the coaching staff, you know, he, he had a career year last year. I think he's going to improve upon it. Yeah, Eli Apple, I think he's going to – I think he's going to be solid again. Um, I was hoping they would kind of have him in this – you know, and this is no disrespect to Eli Apple, but if you're getting his the quality of play he had last year, which he was pretty good, if you had that, you know, kind of in a rotation, you can get Cam Taylor Britt in there, kind of have Eli Apple come in as the fourth corner, which he's if he's fourth, he's still going to play. I think he deserves yeah. to be on the field. Uh, but if you had that quality of play as your fourth corner, that is, I mean, that's great. Is Eli Apple is a good player and. Mm-hmm. 
you know, back when you said about DJ Reader, uh, I think I'm pretty good at being objective about how I talk about some of these players. I'm not. I'm, I'll admit it. I'm, I'm not good at it at all. I'm, I'm a Bengals fan. <laughs> good. Yeah, sorry. I think I think I'm pretty objective. When I'm talking about. I mean, I know I talk about how good Joe Burrow is a lot, but I think I'm good about putting any of that aside when I'm talking about a player. So, I'm gonna say DJ Reader is the best nose tackle in football. I've been mm-hmm. I've been looking. You know, grades. I've been watching him looking at the stats, and I wouldn't just say that out of nowhere. I, I truly think he's the best nose tackle in the NFL. And, I agree. You know, and so I think, you know, him, the Bengals are very lucky to have someone like that, especially in the AFC North going against, like, Najee Harris, Nick Chubb. Um, you know, the Ravens have a lot of guys running. They're going to be mm-hmm. going against Tennessee with Derrick Henry. DJ Reader's incredible. And then you also have Sam Hubbard, who's really good at defending the run. Uh, yes. That helps a lot. Logan Wilson is I'd put him probably top fifteen linebacker. Uh, yeah, in the league. dude. Honestly, Somewhere Logan around. Wilson last year, if he didn't get hurt, I you know I think he would have had a shot at, at a Pro Bowl last year. The way he was playing well, in the year, huh? He was going to be Super Bowl MVP if the Bengals won that game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, they don't call the stupid he, flag. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think if the Bengals stop him there, Logan Wilson's a Super Bowl MVP if they don't call Absolutely. it a flag. Um, Which they didn't call it the whole time, Blake. It was bad. It was oh my bad. god, it pisses me off. <laughs> but. Uh, and then the, also you have Jermaine Pratt, who took a big leap last season. Uh, he's been playing really well. Um, Bobby Davis Gaither will be back. Yes. Uh, he's, you know, more coverage, but he's, you know, he, just more linebackers. He's a good linebacker. So I think we'll see a little bit more from him this year. And, you know, you, get, you had some injuries at linebacker last year, and you get those guys back. So I think overall the Bengals are going to be really good at defending the run. Von Bell's another guy who's good yep. at it. So I think Mike Hilton. Mm-hmm. Him. So all in all, I think they're going to be good at stopping the run. Uh, they got some good DBs. I think the only question is that they're able to get to the passer. Yeah. Now, and the thing is, too, we haven't even discussed the, the two uh, rookies we've got, Dax Hill and, and Cam Britt-Taylor. And, again, I was watching practice. <laughs> Cam Britt-Taylor made a freaking one-handed catch <laughs> in practice. And I'm like, ooh. I'm like, that looks good. Him and, him and, and, and Dax, dude, I. I like. I think our secondary as a combination, long as we, and this includes Jesse Bates, and I'm planning on Jesse Bates being here for the season. I think our secondary has the chance to be the best second, the overall the best secondary in the league, just because of, of the speed we got and the and the versatility that we had with Dax Hill, Jesse Bates, Von Bell, Eli, Cheetah Bay, you know, Cam Britt, all these guys. These guys are can play multiple positions in within that secondary. Yeah, so Cam Taylor Britt, for personal reasons, he, I haven't been that excited about a draft pick since Keem Davis Gaither. Davis Gaither, I talked about for months. Right. Uh, and Cam Taylor Britt, I think I posted a tweet about him right, right after the, like a week after the Super Your Bowl. Your man crush. <laughs> oh, I, I was all, I wanted him, <laughs> I wanted him to be with the Bengals. I thought it fit really well. He's an athlete. Uh, I talked about him a lot. Like any any mock draft, he, I put him in there. I was posting clips, and then the probably two weeks before the draft, I tweeted something about how he'd be a great fit, or the Bengals could really use him. And then they ended up getting him in the second round, and that was just, that was awesome. I was just when it's just, it's just a good feeling when you talk about someone like that. You hype them yeah. up, then they go to the team you're covering. Yeah, so, exactly. That, that, so it was pretty like, exciting. I, like just the peep behind the curtain. I'm this close. I think to getting his mom and maybe, maybe Cam on my show here next month. I hope she said she was busy and 
She said, yeah. uh, she tried, she said, I'll try to get on next month. And she goes, uh, she's like, well, how, how about we like do, do a tag team, me and Cam? I'm like, absolutely. Yes. I would love to have both of you on. I mean, and I didn't reach out to her just to get Cam. I really wanted her on the show too. But if I get both of them on, that would be awesome. Anyway, so yeah, I, I, I'll have to tell you when the show is so you, you can watch. Maybe I'll let you come, you can, you can co-host with me. <laughs> uh, I'll have a couple guest questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the thing that really sticks out about him is when I'm watching him, he's, he's just, he just wants to hit people. It's like if you watch yeah. it, he's just running yeah. around looking for someone to hit. Yes. And I love yes. that. He's really good in zone coverage. Mm-hmm. Man coverage, he's not as good in zone, but he's still capable. Uh, and then, you know, he's just he's just a crazy athlete. It's, I mean, you saw his 4D. You've seen the videos of him jumping. And then also, he was, he was just a fan favorite at Nebraska. It's, I mean, uh, they had it. I think it was Mo Egger that had his uh, college position coach on. Yeah, um, yeah. Fifteen thirty, and he was he's saying great kid, all that stuff. So I just think all I just think it's a great draft pick. I think he's going to be Absolutely. really fun. I mean, I love I love the the clips I heard of the interview when he got drafted. How excited he was to be a Bengal, and and how. He loves the competition, and he can't wait to have a race between Jamar Chase, him, and T. Higgins to see who's fast. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's go. He's, I'll, I'll, I'll compete at anything. That dude, that's, that, those are the kind of guys you want on your team to compete at everything. They, they'll compete at yeah. dominoes, checkers. What They'll compete at eat faster, whatever. You know, <laughs> they want to compete at everything. That's the guys you want on, on the on the uh, your team. And, and uh, Red or Haas put, pointed out there, too, we can't forget about Trey Flowers. So Trey, Trey Flowers. Oh, that was yeah. That yeah was, I was very, was, very happy that they signed him. I, I saw that, and I was thinking about the other Trey Flowers, the defensive end. Nah. But uh, yeah, Trey Flowers, um, he's very good at guarding tight ends. I've, he's him and Stanley Morgan. I think I posted a tweet there. My two most underrated Bengals signings of the year or re-signings. Stanley Morgan is an elite special teams player. So, uh, so, so, so is uh, uh, Trey Flowers. They, they, yeah. They, because flowers cover again, not to interrupt depth. you, but, yeah, not to interrupt you, but to watching the Tennessee game again, Trey Flowers was on two punts, I think, so the first one down there to make the tackle. Uh, and again, I've you know, when you, you're watching the game, you forget stuff, you re watch, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that, but yeah, Trey Flowers is good on the special teams as well. Go ahead, sorry, yeah, I was just saying, yeah, he's a good special team or covers tight ends well. I think getting both of those guys back is huge, and then uh. I don't know why this comes to mind, but I saw a video on YouTube. Uh, I think it was last night when Mike Thomas was flying down and hitting the Dolphins returners. That was awesome. I, I mean, at the time, I was like, okay, maybe chilled out, but that was awesome. It was like three- I, t- I tell you that I told that was two years ago. I told that that practice, like, dude, I want you to hit somebody like you did the Dolphins again. Go down there and hit somebody. He didn't care if they had the ball or not. He just full speed <laughs> laying them out. It was awesome. It was great. I loved it. Uh, Jeff Anderson here. This is a good, good question for you, Blake. He said, I think uh, Taylor Brick could be moved to safety the way he hits people. Add 20 pounds, he's perfect. What's your thoughts on moving him to safety eventually? He could be, but I want to say absolutely not. For <laughs> the reason, two reasons. One is I think he's going to be a Pro Bowl caliber corner eventually. Uh, in the second, and you want those guys that are that level to be more premium positions. He, but the, he is right that he can move to safety. But you also got to think they have Bomb Bell, Jesse Bates this season. 
Uh, they just drafted Dax Hill in the first round, who's great. I really love Tyson Anderson. They took mm-hmm. him in the fifth round. Right. So I don't think there's a need to move him to safety, but he is. They he could play safety if uh, that were to be. Yeah, I mean that, that's something that, that it won't happen this year, but maybe it's something in the future if if we need. You know, we don't sign Jesse Bates and they don't keep Von Bell, and that could happen. But we'll, but as of this year, like I said, I, I'm I'm focused on on this year as much as I can because, like I said, unfortunately, I think Jesse Bates this will be his last year. With the Bengals, which sucks, but it is what it is. But I just I can't wait to see what Lou Anarumo does with this defense because I, I gave him crap for two years. I called him Ar- Armadillo because I didn't understand what he was trying to do. You know, I'm like, what are you trying to do? Like last year, I listened to a podcast or something of his, and, I was, and and he was explaining, I guess, what he was trying to do. And I'm, and then I kind of looked at the talent he had, the talent they added. I'm like, okay, you're trying to do like the amoeba defense, you know, the morphine defense, basically. Whatever that team does well, I'm going to take that away from you. And it doesn't matter. You can change it from week to week, which I keep bringing this example up. The perfect example is the two playoff runs or two playoff games, the road ones in Tennessee, and then next week in Kansas City. Tennessee, we weren't going to let them run on us. You know, we're going to make Tannehill throw the ball. The next week, we weren't going to let Patrick stand there and, and you know, and pick us apart. You know, we let him stand back there, but everybody's going to be covered, you know, and he had to either run or make a decision. And Patrick Mahomes couldn't make the decisions. I still remember, I still remember to this day, the one where he's standing there, standing there, standing there, and finally Sam Hubbard is like, all right, screw it. <laughs> he went in there, and he tackled him, fumbled it. I mean, look, for KNC, lucky they got the, got the ball back. But Patrick could not find anybody open, and he couldn't make the decision to run for some silly reason, which I, I th- I'm glad he didn't. But that's, to me, that's the example of what Lou Anarumo and this defense does best and they did it really well last year and i think they're going to do it even better this year so that's why i have a little faith in zach taylor being able to call better when he has a better offensive line right Lou and Mar- didn't have anything no his first couple of years he had a you know dunlap and well Gina. it wasn't even that he had guys who didn't buy into what he wanted them yeah. to do that's that's another problem he had yeah he had i mean he had like dunlap and gino who were you know coming towards the end of their careers um, getting older, didn't really have much at linebacker. Like Nick Vigil is the only one I can think of right now. Uh, corners weren't great. William Jackson was about it. And mm-hmm. even sometimes he was a little – I mean, he was a good corner. And yeah. then at safety, uh, this was before Jesse Bates really took off. So it's like they, he didn't really have anything to deal with. And it was like – it looked like a lot of times he was playing prevent defense in the second quarter. And it was <laughs> that's, like, that's what I thought he was doing. I said, like, "You're just preventing them to, to score later." That's it. <laughs> yeah, but, this, but I was like, at the same time, it's like you're not going to get to the quarterback with mm-hmm. what you have, right? Uh, you can't put Drake or Patrick one on one with you know elite receivers. So it's like there's really not much you can you can do. I mean, I know the I think the zone defense will, or the prevent defense was a little much, but it was like. They, they weren't really getting torched. They just were getting beat down, you know, beat it, slowly. It was cut cut by a, thou, a thousand de, thousand knives or thousand cuts or whatever it was. Yeah, it was yeah. it was pain. And they, they can never cover the tight end. That's why I love Trey Flowers so much because he can cover the tight end. Now, this is one I'm going to give up from Stranger here. And this is what I've kind of said, too. He said, I heard an idea on a podcast. Uh, of, you might have heard it here because I've said it. Uh, Chris Evans as the number four wide receiver. What do you think? I think that's – I wouldn't say he would be actually – slotted as the number four wide receiver, but he will be an option that they can use. You know, if he's option A, I don't know. But I really do think, and I hope 
that they use Chris Evans and in 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 the slot, you know, out wide, you know, bubble screen stuff. Because I think there's a lot of stuff that they just scratched the surface on. And we all remember the Detroit game. That's where I think we just scratched the surface of what we can do with him. And again, with the offensive line being better, Chris Evans doesn't have to be in there to block all the time. He can actually go out and catch passes and stuff. So I, I think there's a very good chance Chris Evans is going to have get to be more we're going to get more use out of him this year than we did last year. Yeah, I think that's something you can try. Um, I personally would have him above Samaje P. Ryan in the depth chart running back. Right. Um, but I don't think – I think they like Samaje P. Ryan a lot. Um, so I think they'll have him there. So you can move him around a little bit. So I don't think it's uh, something I would rule out. I do think he's going to be very talented out of the backfield as a receiver eventually. Uh, so hopefully they can use a little bit more of that. Now, uh, this is uh, this one's catching me off guard here. Rally around and Natty says, uh, you like uh, soggy french fries? Oh, uh, that's a... Uh, it's Centauri. <laughs> that was when nothing was happening one day, and I posted my list of... Uh, what did I do? I posted my list of, like, french fries. Or no, I defended Chick-fil-A fries. That's what I did. And they also did the Chick-fil-A fries are salty, and I said that they are the best. <laughs> uh, for me, we're talking fries. Uh, this is, I always go between two of them. It's either Rallies or Arby's. To me, those are the two best fries. I, I, I they're both they're kind of similar. I think you know, it's one's curly, one's straight, but they're I, those are the best fries for me anyway. I think if if a McDonald's makes them just right, then those yeah. are really. But they have to be you know good salt, freshly mm-hmm. made, all that. They're right. really good, but you don't get that very often. Yeah, it, dep- it depends on which McDonald's you go to anymore. I mean, some of them, yeah. some of them get good service. Some of them, they're the people who work there give two craps less if you're there or not. Right. <laughs> like, like we're bothering them. Like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm asking you to do your job. My bad. <laughs> he, he said he's been around for 30 seconds. Shows already off the rails. <laughs> I said, Tori, I was trying to screw stuff up. All right, so. We do have a, an injury that we really didn't get to talk about too much. Is and it's not, I don't think it's a big injury. It's Alex Kappa. It's a core, from what I found out, it's a core muscle injury. Uh, Zach said a couple weeks. That's very vague. You know, I mean, a couple weeks could be the rest of OTAs. A couple weeks could be, you know, he's back at the end of next week. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. And the thing, it's not a big deal right now. To me, it's it's the bigger deal to get him healthy so he's ready for, for training camp and ready for. This season, have you heard anything else about uh, uh, Alex Kappa? No, and if it makes anyone feel any better, it's like I I covered the team and I saw it, and I just you know kept scrolling. No, it's not yeah. just it's not much of anything. He's just gonna. I think he'll take a couple weeks off. It's it's just May. So yeah, that's it's that's funny that's time. What, he's yeah. he's gonna be all right. I don't think it's very serious. He'll just take take a little time off like he needs, and then he'll be back whenever. Yeah. That, He'll be that's where I'm. I've barely even talked about it to be honest. Because I mean, I, to be honest, the funny thing is, I was at practice, and they'll walk by, and the 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 offensive linemen are way over there on the other side, so I can't always see them. So I don't always know who's out there when it comes to those guys, unless I see them walk out to practice or walk back. And I was going home. That's why I found out he didn't. There, people were telling me, "Oh, he didn't go to practice." I'm like, "He didn't." I'm like, oh, I believe you. Like, I, I don't remember I saw him out there or not. You know, I was still in, <laughs> still in Ted Karastad, and I tweeted out a picture. He's like. Because like, yeah, hey, you guys look really small from up on the bridge. He's like, he's like, you can't see us. I'm like, 
well, I can, but you're about this big. <laughs> so I, I tweeted him out a picture. So, so I'm doing this. So hopefully Ted will come on my show. He, he's saying he's going to. We'll see what happens. Anyway. Yeah. So what's your, what's, I guess, let's put this on. What's the thing you're most excited about? I know we talked about the offensive line and Zach's play calling or, and, and Chris, what's a diamond in the rough guy that you're excited to, to, to see what he's got. Um, talked about it a little, I think Akeem Davis Gaither, um, mm-hmm. you know, coming around his third season, uh, missed a lot of time with injury last year. I, I think it'll be, if he can stay healthy, it'll be nice to see him, you know, not a rookie anymore, full go healthy. Right. That'll be really nice to see. Um, Tyson Anderson, I know obviously, you know, Dax Hill and Taylor Brand, I'm very excited about, but yeah, I'm really interested about Tyson Anderson, really mm-hmm. good athlete. I'd like mm-hmm. to see him get some snaps this year. And uh, I'm hoping I don't butcher this name, but I've seen some clips of um, Abu Dermi Soiree. They got him from Germany. That sounds um, good to me. I'll let you go with that. Yeah. He, <laughs> you did pretty good there. <laughs> he's a really good He's a really good athlete, good punt returner in Germany, and uh, played for Colgate. Uh, had some issues, um, you know, with, like, COVID and everything. He struggled to keep the football career going, but he went over to Germany, played punt returner. So I think I'm I'm pretty excited to see if what he can do. I know they didn't have him out there with the punt returners the other day, but I think uh, I'd like to see if maybe he'd be able to crack the roster and get some shots at punt returning. There you go. Yeah, I've seen some things I like. Yeah, the one that I, I'm excited to see, and I'm really pulling for the kid, and I'm a little biased because he came on my show, but uh, Delonte Hood. I, 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 if you guys have not seen the interview I did with him last week, I mean, this kid was on the streets for three years, and he literally – was living in train st- station, subway stations, bus stations, and still going to school, you know. And he's he's got it. He's got himself all the way to an NFL camp. And his best shot, obviously, is going to be special teams, punt returns, stuff like that. And he's fast as hell. He's a great kid. He's he's the type of player again that you want on this team. And the character that he has is it, it, like Zach always says: it's getting the right people in the building. And he's as right as as they get as far as his. His attitude, his demeanor, what he what he brings, you know, he he and Darren Simmons kind of said this too. He said that once guys realize, you know, you're not going to beat Chase, you're not going to beat out T Higgins, you're not going to beat out, you know, you're not going to beat the starters out. You know, you got to try and go make your mark at special teams. And I think Delonte Hood already knows that, and and and, and Darren was saying that's you know a step in the right direction. And so that's a kid I'm really rooting for, and I'm hoping he gets a shot at punt returning or kick returning because I like to see what he could do because he's already been a gunner uh, uh, in college and punt returning. So that's the, the diamond in the rough that I'm rooting for, and I hope he makes the team. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, one nation's homelessness from homelessness to home, <laughs> the jungle store. What is there? Yeah, it's, he said hum- homelessness. What do you say? Homelessness to uh, greatness. That's what he goes by. So it was it was really cool. And if you, I don't know if you got to check it out, Blake, but that's a guy that I'm I'm rooting for. So let's see. We got some people here asking about the tight ends, and Rabbit here says I'm worried a little about the about the tight end group. Our tight ends are very tightish. Eh. What's your thoughts on the tight ends there? I'm trying to think. So Hayden Hurst, I think, is going to be pretty solid. Um, we know what example. example is he's a capable blocker. Oh, you got Thad. Was it Thad Moss? Different Thad. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan guy. I like that. <laughs> oh, I like him. I think he's awesome, but I don't. I think I think a lot of people think he's, you know, going to be like Randy Moss a little I bit. I know he's not like Randy. I, dude, I just want to see if they can even come close to what they had at LSU. What they had at LSU was awesome. A great connection, and it's it's in. The, I hate the SEC, but it was in the SEC, so there was something there. But Thad's got to stay healthy. That's been his problem. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that the fact that he was an undrafted free agent, he's had injury issues, and they've kept him around. I think that. Tells a lot about you know that that they think eventually Thad will be able to you know maybe contribute a little bit, but uh, my my issue is really with depth I guess because yeah. I think Hurst is solid, but if something were to happen to Hurst, I don't think and I think Drew Sample is a good player. I think he's a good blocker. Um, he can move around a little bit, but I don't think he's going to be. He only he can step in as a downfield tight end if something were to happen to Hurst. So I think that's right. my issue. Uh, I do think Hurst is solid, and I think Sample is going to be a good blocker. But other than that, I think they could they could have used a little bit more depth as a out of a pass catching tight end. Yeah, the thing is, see what people have to realize uh, is there's still a chance that we could pick somebody up you know, before the season starts. Because I always say we picked up BJ Hill right before the season started last year, so. And the Bengals are in a better position to make trades and are willing to make trades now more than they ever had before. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I do agree with you. I would like them to get a better backup. You know, Drew Sample's fine. But like you said, if, if Hurst goes down, we're kind of in trouble. We don't, you know, we don't really have an, a, another target there. I mean, so I, I agree with that. I mean, who knows? Maybe Thad can. But, I mean, Thad's got – I guess I keep talking about Thad. But he's got to stay healthy. And, two, for him to make the team, he's got to be able to play on special teams. And that's one of the reasons that he hasn't made it. Uh, or didn't make it last year. So we'll see what happens. Haas says, get the deck. Oh, is it? Get the tight end from, get the tight end from Dallas from Michigan. You know, which tight end he's talking about? Cause I, I don't no, know. Not off the top of my head. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you're talking about there, Haas. Anyway, Blake, you've been on for about 50 minutes. I appreciate you coming on. Tell everybody about your podcast. Tell them about your articles. You write for all Bengals and everything else. Anything else you want to plug? Yes, yeah, so you can find anything all right. Uh, all Bengals. Take a little break, but hoping to have some stuff here soon. And then uh, uh, Bengals Report, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, coming to YouTube soon. Uh, I'm at 40 subscribers on YouTube right now. I need to get to 50 before I can start doing these live streams. So 10, 10 of you can go ahead and subscribe so I can start getting that going. I'd there you go. Other than that, that's about all I got. Awesome, man. Go check him out. And, hey, he has a DB coming soon. To a I'm to a podcast so near you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blake. Appreciate you, man. Who day? Yeah, have a good one. You too, buddy. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Blake's a great guy. Go check him out on his uh Bengals Report podcast. Go check him out on all Bengals. Uh he knows what he's talking about. He he's definitely um less biased than I am. I, I will give him that. I, I'm I, I always say, like I said, I'll put him on here. I always say I look at everything through my orange colored sunglasses. So when you have these on, it's really hard not to see things the Bengals' way. I try, you know, try to be objective, but they're my favorite team, man. I got to defend them. So, anyway, uh, let's get to the uh, Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootie Nation, Hootie Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Ronnie, 
third heading for home, Bearcat Ruckets, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I did pull off the sound for the Darren Simmons interview. It's on the podcast. I should pull this one off too. So if you guys missed any of my interview with Blake or Darren, Go check it out. It's on, on the podcast on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Make sure you guys hit the subscription button on the YouTube channel. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the subscription on the podcast. Every time I post something, you get it sent directly to your phone, computer, wherever you are at. And like I said, stay tuned to the channel. I had a really cool interview I did earlier today with Felipe Torres. Now, I've been doing some stuff. I've been getting opportunities to do some interviews with some some entertainment guys here. I had Doc uh, on a couple uh, earlier this week. My brother, uh, I have Felipe on today, and it's not sports, but I think it's a really interesting interview. He talks about Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, we talk about some Led Zeppelin, different bands he's played on. So go check that out. That was on, it's on the channel. I, I uh, put it up there earlier today, and like I said, I'm working hard for you. I'm hoping Ted Karras comes on. Ted. Ted calls me ice. So that's a good sign. Um, Eli said he'd come on. Mike Hilton said he'd come on. You know, I've, I've been talking about Evan McPherson for a year. He said he'd come on, and I haven't I haven't heard from him yet. So I'm still working hard for you guys trying to get these guys on. But like I said, just make sure you stay tuned right here to Sports Strawberry Ice, uh, especially tomorrow. Because tomorrow I have the great Bronson Arroyo. He'll be on my show at live tomorrow at 530. So make sure you do not miss that one. It's going to be fun. He said he'd give me an hour. So should be a good time. Anyway, other than that, you guys have a great evening. It's almost a weekend. It's almost Memorial Day weekend. Um, next week, I'm, I'm going out of town. So I'm not sure how many shows. I mean, if the Bengals want to, some of the Bengals want to do some interviews, I might record something. Um, so stay tuned to the channel. Like I said, I'm not sure how many shows I'm going to do next week or anything like, like that. Anyway. Other than that, say it with me, people. That's just sports, baby. See ya!
Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle, we unite in the Drippin' orange and black and white All day when we fight When they die in these fights Now who gotta move like it all? Now who wanna move close and Now who wanna move at all? If you got stripes, then you let the city know you rock them Yeah, we got them, yeah, we fought them Like that black and orange or follow Never stop it till the beast of beast and know Who ain't rockin' with the diamond stripes Flossin' no 